TJ Talks. Now everything goes to tjtalks.com. <laughs> All right. Welcome to TJ Talks. I'm your host, Jed, and with me, as always, is... I'm Teresa. Hey, great to have you back. It's Monday. I know. It's Monday podcast. We never do that. I know. Well, it kind of worked out the best this week because we had a long vacation time period and getting back into it. This just was the way it was going to work out. So this is great. And uh, so happy in late Independence Day. We had that last week. A week ago Monday, yeah. today, right? Yeah, a yeah. week ago today. And Gosh. and uh, there's a lot of things happened since then. Last Monday, uh, we talked about independence for uh, Casey Anthony. So that uh, that happened on the 4th of July, right? She got Well, her... the verdict came out on the 5th, right? Oh, was it the 5th? It was Tuesday the 5th, yeah, because oh, okay. we were in that bar in New Haven. Ah. That's right, because I was at work when I sent those texts. That yeah, said, that, that bar in New Haven. It said, oh, it said a Starbucks card is coming my oh, way. Oh, I still owe you a $5 Starbucks card. I thought for sure she'd get convicted of something. I knew. No. Not anything. I, clean slate. It, I should have been betting higher. Oh, yeah, you should have. I, should, I would have totally taken it. I, How could she not have been convicted of something? She, but we're going to talk about that, too. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see some other things. Uh, the, I, you know, this sounds kind of for those of you out there that are not really watching this, but the debt ceiling. Are you guys concerned about this? Um, but that's something we need yeah. need at least. You I know. hate to um, but she called it the debt sunroof that we needed to just. Who, who <laughs> called it? Who called it that? Ann Coulter called it that. Yes. The debt that sun- crazy blonde. Yeah. Uh, transactional woman that's on. That's extremely Republican or conservative. Yeah. yeah. She was on Bill Moore the other night. Yes. Anyway, yeah, we'll talk about the debt ceiling. And and I think I can speak about it fairly well, but you may have some more information. Uh, well, I listened to uh, my favorite, well, lately my favorite guy, who's uh, the CBS news guy on Face the Nation, uh, Bob Schieffer. And yes. He, and he had some words on that as well. Oh, good. Okay, good. Uh, let's see. So what else do we have? Um, Maybe a movie review, right? Didn't you yeah, see a movie? Eight, eight millimeter. Talk about eight yeah. millimeter. And uh, and anything else we can think of that just. I don't know. Let's just give our quick rundown of how life's going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with. Uh... Resume our Casey Anthony talk. Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead. It, I mean, we know that you probably have already heard all about Casey and you're probably sick of it. So don't worry. Uh, you can always either fast forward through this, but we won't be that long. Well, we do have to discuss it. And bottom line, do you feel, Judd, that the prosecution presented the case enough to get a conviction? I don't think that they got the corroborative evidence to okay. present a case. And it was obvious from the get-go. And I, and that's why when we were ta- – we've talked about this for a long time, and I've always maintained it. Long before yeah. the closing arguments, I said, yeah. where's the evidence? You called it. Yeah. <laughs> You called it completely. And here's the other thing, is that if they didn't present enough evidence, which obviously they didn't, um, at what point shouldn't the jury have taken more time to deliberate, that they only took their 11 hours? Were they just so burnt out that they wanted to go home? What, what's your opinion about that? No, I think that, you know, you you and I watched that story, and I think a lot of people deliberated five seconds after that case was done. So if they gave it, 
11 hours, I think they gave it due diligence, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, but you're saying all this, and to clarify for the listeners, you still think she did it, though, right? I do think she... No, 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 actually, I take that back. I think that she is culpable and has knowledge of what happened, but I really don't know what happened. And And actually, after the closing arguments, that sealed the deal for me to really uh, have the doubt in my mind, believe it or not. and, and the human... So you would have voted not guilty? I would have voted not guilty based upon um, s- very specific things. And let me tell you what they were. The biggest, okay. thi- the biggest thing that, um, that Jose Baez said that made the most amount of sense is that the skull that they found had tape holding it in place. Okay. Well... If you wrap tape around a face that has skin and all this stuff around it, and it goes around the mouth and the jaw, and animals come and pick at this body and it gets messed with over time, the jaw will drop away from the top of the skull, Mm -hmm. and they will not be connected by tape. But they were. Which means to me that somebody handled this body, this this uh, skeleton after the fact. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And that in my mind leaves me with doubt that at least uh, the story as told by the prosecutor isn't exactly the the whole story. There's more, there's more to it. Somebody, you know, and why don't you have DNA evidence? Why don't you have footprints? Why don't you have something other than that guy who found the body? You know, so I, so this is kind of where I'm going is that there's something more that it's like, you know, prove to me beyond reasonable doubt, you know, they, they didn't have, they didn't have stuff in the car. They didn't have stuff anywhere and they couldn't attach it. See, that's some misinformation that I had. I thought that they had found DNA in the car, that there was one hair, hair. they had one hair, one hair, and they used a hair analyst from the FBI who stated although that they know that the hair belonged to Casey that that I think is indisputable okay what was in dispute is they said that the hair for sure this is well they said based upon analysis and this is like a person looking at it under a microscope going mm-hmm. this is a post-mortem follicle of hair okay and we know this by just looking at lots of hair. So based upon my analysis of lots of hair, my best guess, that's what it is, my best guess is this right. is a post postmortem piece of hair. So Which is not conclusive enough. Which is not science, it's a guess. You can't Take that guess. Is that what you're going to convict somebody on? Is the best <laughs> yes, guess? Yes, for a $5 Starbucks card, it is what I'm going to convict <laughs> right. somebody on. <laughs> right. What, and, and, and it's one hair. It's not like you got five hairs. Right, we, right. You know, we have five hairs that we sent to five different analysis. And you could take those same hairs and send them to somebody else and get a different uh, observation. A different best a de- guess. Yes. A different best guess. And that was the problem with that piece okay, of evidence. Okay, so here's the true test, though. Yeah. You're the fa- say you're the father of two children and you call up a babysitting service and because and, you want to go out to dinner on Saturday night with your yeah. wife and they send over Casey Anthony. <laughs> Do you leave the house or not? <laughs> 
we'll know if you really think she did it or not. I, yeah, I, 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 leave, I leave the house with Casey. Oh, yeah. my gosh. You <laughs> do not do that. I'm calling CPS right now. You don't even have children. <laughs> I'm kidding. See, I, I kid. I, 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 oh, I couldn't do it. Huh? <laughs> I wouldn't be able to leave my children with her. No, I said I would leave her with Casey. Oh, you would go with her. Oh, my gosh. That's even worse. <laughs> I, and that's why I said I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love it. That's funny. All right. Well, then, on that note, let's put this topic to rest. Yeah. You I know. know. Really do I do I have to leave that in the podcast? Oh yeah, we gotta leave it all in. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I'm gonna be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Except all the guys who are all posting on Facebook about how hot she is. <laughs> oh man, yes. I I've been loving some of the Twitter feeds about her. Yeah. Yeah. What what uh, what is up with that? Anyways, I was kidding. So, <laughs> hey. <laughs> So our next topic is uh, this debt ceiling. Yes. So uh, the debt ceiling, you know, this is really a big deal because what basically we're at this impasse on whether the country is going to be able to pay its bills that, you know, we basically take the credit card and say, uh, instead of a hundred thousand dollar limit, now we need a, Two hundred thousand dollars, or whatever the limit's going to be, in order to make right. the budget. So I don't understand why these people in D.C. can't go back to the budget and you know slash and burn and you know and tax the rich like they've been saying. <laughs> what is the uh, the one percent? What? Yeah, I'm going to get the number wrong, but but definitely the cutting has to come as well as the revenue increasing and however you want to call that revenue increasing it's tax increases. That's right. And the cuts are the cuts and they've got to come from all the sacred cows. So the fact that we just can't move on this is so disheartening that we can't get any negotiation on either side. I mean, both of them are as bad. Although I'd like to think that the president is going to flex the Dems to, to have to, do things that aren't going to please their constituents. And that's just the way it's going to be. I mean, I, I don't really see what, um, what, what the big deal is about wanting to tax people who have their own corporate jets. And, oh, I'm sorry. They're, they're called job creators. I believe I heard that, that term. That's right. Yeah, corporate d- fat cats we, now we, equals job creators. That's right. They, we don't want to tax the job creators because they'll move those jobs overseas. Uh-huh. Well, I have news, I, I, and I've said this, I wrote this on somebody's Facebook page one time recently. I think it was Kathy McKees. I wrote, okay. I, I wrote, I said, well, you know what? If you move a factory, you move a job overseas, you get punished. Anytime you do it, it's a penalty in big, fat dollars. And Well, it, the market should just take care of that because people should just not buy those products from those companies that move them over. Well, but that's what everybody says as they walk into a freaking Walmart, that, right? That's right. As, as we, <laughs> as we buy our foreign cars and our foreign yes. t- uh, electronics, which we really don't have a choice to do really. I mean, at some point you are going to encounter, whether it's furniture, it's uh, you know, trinkets. I mean, every little device and thing, pens and stuff are made overseas. It's somewhere. And the thing is, is that, you know, we always say it's too expensive to do it here. And, and I don't know if you believe this, but the thing I heard recently on a news show or 
was that, um, you know, if Apple made their stuff here, they would still make 50% of their profit. I believe it. I have and, no doubt. And they don't make it here. And, of course, I love Apple, so I – It's a global resources and, and places to manufacture, but we can't complain about that here. Well, that's because every company is so profit-driven. Right. You know, right. It's – it's. I mean, the, it would be the smart thing to do. I mean, they're talking about moving from – Whatever, China to Brazil, Apple's talking about moving all their stuff down to Brazil. But still, either way, it doesn't really matter. It should be made in the United States. They don't have to make it in Cupertino in the most expensive factory, you know, at, at, you know, in Cupertino wages. They could go to Arkansas. They can you go. Bet. They can go to Florida. Florida has great uh, low wage workers here that are willing to do all that stuff. Believe me, they are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and no unions. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you're a right-to-work state. So, yeah. yeah, they wouldn't have any of those pesky unions bothering them. So. so if these job creators don't do what they're supposed to do, and they're not going to because we're taxing them too much as it is, right? That's that's the big complaint. Right. And and if we, if we got everybody on board to cut the Social Security and Medicare, which seems to be the only two giant entitlements that are on the chopping block here, this is – the, or at least they're the only two that you hear about. Mm-hmm. There have to be more on the chopping block. So why can't we talk about the other things that are on the chopping block so we can at least get people to agree that, yes, some of these things could be eliminated or downsized or, you know, or gosh forbid, what if we took every line item on the freaking budget and slashed it by 2% or whatever? Nothing could be off limits at that point, even defense, which I know is horrible to say. Well, you know, it isn't just defense. You got besides defense, you got retirements. You got retirements of federal employees. You've got uh, retirement health care for those employees. You bet. You, you have, uh, you know, you have the VA. You've got, uh, you know, I mean, you look at all these different uh, organizations. You know, the Forest Service, NASA. You know, I heard uh, Steve. Uh, um, can't think of his last name. He does the podcast for Scientific America. Steve Mursky, yes. he yeah. uh, he posted recently that the budget for putting air conditioning units in Afghanistan and Iraq, that budget is the entire budget of NASA, money oh mon- monetarily wise. They're they were they spent the same amount of money than NASA's entire budget, which is like wow. crazy. Wow, wow. So it just doesn't make any sense that that. The things that I like and feel that socially we should be responsible for as a nation of dignified human beings. I understand we can't pay for everyone to have everything, okay? So I'm willing to to even budge on, on what I think is acceptable to be paid for. And the fact that there's no willingness to budge on this tax increase thing is just it's just wrong. It's just wrong. Well, the whole at the bottom line is this. They're going to be forced to do it because the day we can't pay our bills, that we don't pay our bills, the day is the day that all of our money becomes worthless. Well, and that's rapidly approaching on August second, right? I uh, yeah. So that's the date that they keep saying. If we don't do this by then, the whole global economy is going to you know explode. And and I'm sure that's not necessarily the case per se, but it's that well we're too big to fail, right? So we have to. I don't want to do this. But I think we have to we give, our, give ourselves a bailout. We'll give AIG a bailout. We'll give every other mother 
Effing. You get a bailout, uh, and you get a bailout, and you get a bailout, uh, as Oprah would say. Yeah, Oprah, Oprah and uh, Warren Buffett are going to get up there and hand out checks. And even if they did it and said, okay, let's raise it to this, and then let's make some sort of legislation saying we can't raise it again for another year. I don't know that that could happen or if that's realistic. But I think talking about it, doing it, and then taking steps so that it doesn't ever have to happen again is what should happen here. Well, you know what they really should do is they should say, this is the amount of money that we can spend next year. It's, you know, $3 trillion. That's it. Mm-hmm. That is the whole federal budget for next year. And then you don't get a penny more and whatever is supposed to be spent on the deficit. Okay. So then they say, guess what, boys and girls? We're going to have a gas tax this year, a federal gas tax. Then this was, you know, whose idea this was, right? No. This was uh, a Reform Party candidate uh, Ross Perot's idea. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, maybe I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Get a dollar, two dollars, whatever. Yeah, I think a dollar at least gas tax. You know, so we're paying what three and a change now. So we pay four and change, and you take and they have to take that money and every dime from that goes to pay off the deficit. Straight, straight away. Every dime. I bet you could calculate it out, obviously, to know how, how long it would take, right? Oh, and yeah. And then we'd just be done with it. Absolutely. Every dollar goes, you know, every dollar of gas is going, gal- a gallon equals a dollar, and a, how many gallons we, we use is going to go, whether it's, uh, you know, fuel on airplanes or fuel for your car or tractor or, you know, diesel truck or whatever, it's going to pay off the deficit, you know? And as soon as that sucker's paid down and we're not paying as much debt, there's going to be more money to spend. Cause if you ain't spending it on interest, then you're got right. it. You have it for yourself. Then you have it to, I don't know, spend it on some infrastructure or right. replenish some of those things that you can afford to replenish at that point. Yeah. Right. Or at least yeah. you get your hands around this spinning, spiraling out of control because eventually, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's the laws of two, you know, that whole story, right? No. You know, if you had a, or a penny or whatever, I don't know if it's laws too, whatever it's the laws of, where you, someone gives you, a, it's laws of doubling. If, okay. if they gave you a penny and they said you could double this, you know, a hundred times, or I'll give you, uh, multiply it by a uh, hundred times, which would you rather have? Oh, it's I a, know what you're it's, saying. It's a, fa- yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a factorial type of thing. Yes. So yes. At, at the end, you have, like, you have a penny and you get two pennies and then it's four pennies and then four pennies, eight, and then you know, or whatever, you know, and then, you know, eight, eight times eight is, uh, and on and on and on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like exponentially increased. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually you have like a million dollars and so in a short amount of time, but once you hit a certain amount and you double like a hundred thousand dollars and it becomes $200,000, that's hard to recover from. (laughs) Gosh, it's funny that you mentioned that. I just read something where it was published in a study that out of so many Americans, people are surveyed. And if you could have a hundred dollars today yeah. versus $120 in 30 days, most of us would take the hundred dollars right now that we just don't have any a impulse control or B economic wisdom to decide that if we just wait 30 days, we'll get an extra 20 bucks. 20%. It, it, yeah, exactly. Well, so it, that's well, the way we think, unfortunately, as a whole in this society. But you know what? Uh, but part of that is because I think that people don't value twenty dollars, right? 
it's like funny. it's yeah, it's funny. You yeah, know? I, I can. Get Not only about that, I have children. They don't have any value to twenty dollars. <laughs> well, right, I always remember hearing my parents say that. You, you know, it doesn't know the value of a dollar. Right, right. Now it's you don't know the value of twenty because they just spit out of those machines that you put your card in. That's all. That's right. You know. It, right. It's like going to Vegas. Right. It's not even money. When they go to Vegas, it's it's just it's fake. <laughs> plastic coins. Yeah. yeah. Well, we sort of divert but diverted ourselves from the debt ceiling thing. Yeah. And in learning about the debt ceiling, I I didn't realize that it's already been wa- raised a hundred times since oh, it yeah. was first you know instituted in 1917. Of course. I don't remember ever hearing this term before. So either A, I'm very ill-informed, or B, it's just never been a big deal, which yeah. apparently has been a deal. But now it's, yeah, reaching its limit. Yeah. Well, shall we talk for a couple minutes about Super 8 before we have to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear about that. All right. So I saw the movie Super 8 over the weekend, and it was great, really. It really was good uh, is it super spooky? Like, were you scared? No, no. And and this is a kids' movie, by the way. This is kind of like the Goonies meets uh, uh, Stand by Me. Okay, all right. So if you like those movies, then you're gonna like this. This is, uh, well, I mean, it even has kind of a a little bit of ET esque to it. Yeah. Okay. And, and I felt that J.J. Abrams totally ripped off uh, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, but of course well, Spielberg produced it. Yeah, though. Steve Spielberg produced it, and so I, it was homage to Spielberg, no doubt. You know, the idea of the authorities coming in and taking over, and you know, and and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. aliens, and just and kids somehow stumbling upon it and being part of the biggest thing ever to, you know, show up on the planet. That that's kind of that whole Spielberg thing you know yes but the I mean, us against them yeah. and the david versus goliath kind of thing yes and, and then of course that having that group of kids that are all together right. involved in this adventure it's not i mean yeah there's one one particular focused kid but yes but it there is kind of like a a what do they call it a an ensemble cast of kids mm-hmm. okay good good and, all right and uh, i think they all did pretty well they were fun they could have really developed the kids a little bit more and given them a little bit more speaking. Uh, I think there was more action and more other stuff going on. But all said and done, it was great. Special effects were great. Uh, good story. Um, my only thing, and I think I told you about that earlier, was uh, I felt that there was a couple of items that were out of place for the period. So I'd like to know if you guys have seen it and what you thought about it well that's a good idea put that challenge out there you maybe know. some people will recognize that yeah yeah so if you guys have seen it and uh thought that there's a anything kind of out of place let me know i we i'm curious to know if you noticed it too and we'll talk about that if if i get any responses on the next podcast <laughs> on the next podcast all yeah. right sounds good so so that was super eight pretty pretty good yeah oh well you know talking about entertainment all of the for, for folks who are watching the Sunday morning shows that, or Sunday morning, Sunday evening shows on HBO. True, oh yeah. True blood is back. Yeah. <laughs> so bloodier than ever I hear, right? Yes. It was very, very good. And uh, let's see. And then of course, curb your enthusiasm is back 
where you can. I've never gotten into that one. I and I like Larry David. I didn't have HBO for so long that uh-huh. I didn't catch it. So now I've got to start back at the beginning and maybe watch those DVDs or something. Oh, do you have Netflix? Yeah. I do, so I could get it that way. You can watch on your iPad. Yes, I think I will. <laughs> maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Be a good summer project. Yeah. Well, I have too many books to read. I can't watch any more TV. Damn it. Well, what, are you reading a particular book right now? Oh, I'm still struggling to get through Trashy Romance when I was on vacation, which is oh. really good. So, and then there's a bunch of of those. Damn, I'm always good about reading self help books. I don't ever get any help from them, but I like to read them. And I was recommended to read a couple books on leadership, etc., for some of the Toastmaster stuff that I'm doing. So I have a queue of about four or five books that I need to read. Oh, which uh, should probably take more of my time than TV. But TV is so damn easy. I know. Oh, talking about Toastmasters, uh, congratulations to the new area governor and president. <laughs> That's me. Wow. How are you? How can you possibly do? Actually, the president job is probably really the easy deal. You just. And that was easy. I just show up. You so just, that one's pretty easy. I yeah. told you that's all yeah. it is. I just show up and just, they, they throw all these esteem and regards towards me. So it's quite nice. Uh, yes. Isn't that? Of course, then you got the real heavy duty job being the area governor. Dun, 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 it is dun, heavy dun, duty. Dun. And I had to perform a officer installation ceremony tonight. And it actually went very well. So. It's funny because I keep telling everybody I'm still relatively new and they, they keep laughing at me that I keep saying that. And I said, no, you have no idea. I, I've never done this before. And yeah. and so um, I shouldn't act so surprised when everyone says, oh, nice job. You know, you did a really, really lovely presentation. And I'm always like, oh, thank you so much. I was so nervous. And, you know, I probably should just accept the compliments and shut up. And well, <laughs> how many speeches have you done so far? Well, I've only done five manual speeches in the club. Yeah. So I don't even have my, you know, you need, you need to finish those five as ASAP. Every club visit that you go to, I mean, like, and here's the thing that they don't tell, well, they, they probably told you, you can make whatever speech you do fit whatever the manual says. Yes. No, they definitely have told me that to to definitely count everything that I do, get everything evaluated so that it all goes towards my progression which i will I even mean, the installation ceremony can count for me absolutely absolutely yeah. and, so and I'm have that way you get a badge that says division governor cc <laughs> nice that's that's what you need you have to have <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's a good thing so anyways that's awesome we have a division governor <laughs> well area governor area uh, area, area governor. yeah i'm sorry no, no, yes. no, that's way too much work in division, but, but it's been fun so far. So, you know, it's the first week of the year. Ask me in 51 more weeks if I'd ever do it again. We'll find out. But at this point, I've met a lot of really great people. Everyone's so stinking nice. That's the really great part. And uh, I think it's going to be okay. As long as they're all pulling their weight, right? That's right. <laughs> I don't want to be the slacker. Get her done. <laughs> Show up to your officer training. Again, right. Right, I did do that. I got that done. So, oh, you have yep. to, yeah, you have to do that too. Oh, you were you did you were trained, or you I were was. oh, well, you were trained as area governor. Correct. You now you have to go to president training. Or, oh, oh, I guess you're right. You have to actually give that to everybody, all of their training. Oh, that's funny. You have to co- <laughs> I love that. You have to coordinate <laughs> all of the officers' training for all of your clubs in your area. So, what is that expression? Those who can't teach or those who can do and those who can't teach that would yeah, be me i'll be the teacher <laughs> yeah. well there's a book actually you don't have to do it all you arrange a saturday or unless excuse me unless they have a tli a, a, 
a coordinated thing by the district where everybody gets together. We do. Together. We have PLI at the end of this month. Yeah. So, yes. So, for all you non-Toastmasters, we'll quit boring you with this this talk. But if you are a Toastmaster and you're listening, you should go to TLI on Saturday, July 30th. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and if you're not a Toastmaster, think about joining Toastmasters. Shameless yeah. plug, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and you can put Teresa or my name down as your... Uh, as your recommend- yeah, star recruiters at that point. Yeah, right. <laughs> Our thousands of listeners all across yeah. the world joining Toastmasters. Toastmasters. Oh, well, it's my special nerd herd and I love it. So it's all good. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we talked about a whole bunch of good stuff and we're going to try We'll see if we can pull another one in before the end of the week. And I'm going to try to get this out tonight. So all right. I, I don't think there's a lot of editing going on. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day and everybody out there have a great week. And, oh, you know what? Something else we didn't talk about. Dang it. Right at the last minute. What is it? And the last space shuttle. Oh, yes. We'll have to do another talk this week and talk about that. Yes. There's a lot to talk about there. there, uh, Yeah. Space flight and the last, last of man's space flight. We'll catch that later. So for, for TJ Talks, I'm Judd. Come on, Teresa. And we'll talk to you later. I am your rudder, Chad. And with me is the mother of the show, Teresa.